What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, before we get going today, I want to talk about surfing. And did you know surfing spread around the world thanks to America? But how many brands still make their surf apparel in the USA? Well, Birdwell Beach Bridges stays true to their roots by handcrafting their products in California to this day since 1961. In 1961, surf mom Carrie Birdwell Mann transformed her small Southern California home into a sewing room and store, launching Birdwell and creating one of California's first surf shops. Birdwell beach britches look as good today as they did when surfers first started wearing them in 1961. Maybe better. Outside Magazine calls them the 501s of the beach. I would totally agree with that. Birdwell began as a family company in 1961 and has outfitted multiple generations for surfers, lifeguards, and beachgoers the world over. A pair of birdies is often a cherished hand-me-down or gift from parent to child. Every pair of Birdwell beach britches is individually inspected to ensure the highest quality and is covered by a lifetime guarantee. That's right, folks. Your bathing suit is covered by a lifetime guarantee. If a seam, stitch, or grommet breaks, you send it back to the factory and they will fix it. To get 10% off your first Birdwell Beach Bridges purchase with lifetime guarantee and free shipping over $99, go to birdwell.com and use discount code SPIKE at checkout. That's discount code S-P-I-K-E at birdwell.com. Pick up your first pair of Birdwells and see why they've been an American icon since 1961. Let me tell you this, folks. I wear Birdwell britches when I go to the beach, and I love them. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. All right, here we are, Spike's Car Radio, broadcasting from Podcast One in Beverly Hills. We've got a good show for you today, Zuckerman's. Staring at me with his eyebrow raised, we have Randy Nonnenberg from Bring a Trailer. Randy, good to see you. Good to see you guys. The real Zuckerman. We haven't we haven't done a show for a while, have we? I'm rusty. Right. I don't know what to say. We've uh, we've had so many that we've recorded. We're still rolling them out. That <laughs> we haven't been in the studio for a couple of weeks, but we're going to be here today and tomorrow. We are. Yeah, we you didn't we, tell me that. Yeah, we've got another. We're we're interviewing Pete Stout tomorrow. Nice. That's what my calendar says. We should get him to talk about Cat Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get into all that stuff, and uh, and today we've got Randy from. Uh, and I, I'm so happy you're here because I've been talking about bring a trailer for the last 24 hours. Because you have a car up there that is significant to me. Do you know which car it is? Which one is it? It's a, it's a Porsche 944 Turbo. Ah, yes. Somebody Gee. in the comments asked, "Hey, hey, Spike, have you? Uh, they did? Have you? Or somebody somewhere, maybe on one of your social channels, they said, have you seen this car? It's the Letterman car. Is that somebody. Right? Uh, it was on Twitter. Someone got it. Twitter. That's yes, what it was. Yeah, I saw it there. You're exactly right. It is David Letterman's red and black 944 Turbo. 31 years old, 32 years old. 32 years old? Is that how old the car is? It's an 86. It's an 86, okay. Yeah. It has 56,000 miles on it. And I mean, I didn't even read the stats on the car. I just liked that it was Dave's. And I, it was curious to me because Dave usually doesn't let stuff go. 
right? He usually holds on to his stuff. He's the one, he's the guy who took his GMC truck and you know, this is the truck that he drove around LA when he first came to Los Angeles to be a comedian. He kept it from that moment and then when he when he made money, he restored the car to make it perfect, right? Pontiac Fiero, he had one of those that he's restored to perfection. That was another one of his cars. Last living Fiero. <laughs> so, so the idea that this 944 escaped escaped is interesting to me. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Did you look at? I did go to your site. Where, you know, I'm on your site every day, by the way. Awesome. But I was looking at the paperwork, and it said that he traded a Volkswagen Rabbit for this car. <laughs> did you see that? I didn't know he had one of those either. I no. mean, I, I knew the V8 Volvo wagon story, right? right? Which he supposedly was tied up in one of those for a while and talked about it. But I never knew the 944 or Rabbit. For now that I have to go back. Now that I'm saying, so this would. So this car was bought new in '86 by David Letterman. So let's. He's he's doing his show at that point, right? When right. Did he, he's doing okay by this, the beginning, right? He yeah, got he's not a weatherman anymore, right? I mean, that was I early, when early '80s, I bet, was when he started doing the big right. shows. Yeah. So, but '86, he's already doing the show at NBC. I imagine. Right? Yeah. Okay. I should know this. I wrote on the show, but I <laughs> I, I don't know the history of this show. Okay. So he. He's in New York. He, that's right, because it's Greenwich, Connecticut. This car was sold originally in Greenwich, Connecticut. Yep. But it says – here's the confusing part. It says he traded in a Volkswagen Rabbit. So the, Who's the, Rabbit? His Rabbit or some? It would have to be his Rabbit if he traded it in. Those right? were hot little hatches, weren't they? Yeah. But it, but now I've opened up a little space of – you've opened up this whole little world of uh, mid-'80s David Letterman cars that I didn't know about. I didn't know about these two cars, the Rabbit. And the 944. Yeah. Anyway, I you know I immediately called Zuckerman or texted him and Seinfeld and said we we're buying this right we, we got to buy this car. <laughs> well, it's got six days left. We'll see fifty three thousand miles. I'm looking at the listing right, right now. And What's the bid up to fifty three thousand miles? It's a fifteen grand. Ooh, but it's a but it's a turbo. It's, to, it's so, a low okay. mile turbo. Even if there was no Letterman, right? I mean that car's worth yeah. A keep fair amount keep of your money. mouth close to that mic so I right. can so I can have you there. You know yesterday. Uh, it was you started off the the bidding. It was cute bidding. It was nine four 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 four, right? That's so it was nine thousand four hundred forty four dollars. So it's already up to fifteen thousand. Yeah, there's only been three bids, but somebody okay. hiked it up to fifteen grand yesterday. Well, so that's but there's, about market price, right? Uh, you know, could be for a low miler in red black, nice nine four four turbo. I bet it would be a little bit more it. than that, even so with no Letterman. Out, so. I reached out to a friend uh, to to Graham who races with Letterman. I said, "Is this on Dave's radar?" And he laughed. He goes, send it to me. I'm going to send it to Dave. <laughs> he sent it off to Dave. I said, let me, please let me know if Dave is going to bid on this because I won't get involved. <laughs> bid against want, Dave may not go well. Dave. I don't want to bid against Jerry. I don't want to bid against you, Zuckerman. However, if Dave is not going to be involved, and but as you're listening to this, this auction has already happened and someone has already bought the car and perhaps for an astronomical number. And my guess is that would have been David Letterman. But I, I get the feeling, and I, I can't say for sure, I get the feeling he's going to want to buy this car and may have already bought it at this point, right? We're recording this before the auction and we're it's yes, airing, six days. posting it. Right, six days. So, yep. you know, I, I get the feeling he was tickled by it. I think uh, I, he made some comment about it. Uh, he thought, geez, it, it, 10 grand, that's way too much for that piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think? Do you think? Do you think he'd buy this car back? I think he's going to buy this back. I Talk think he's going to nostalgia. It's like going to your thirtieth high school reunion. It's so it's 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 weird. It's nostalgic. Um, I don't know what it would do for my 
mental cycle to get into a car that I owned 30 years ago. Uh, it would probably make me feel really old. Uh, but Look Dave, at that car. I, See, when I look at this car, right, and you know I hate red. But when I look at this red 944 Turbo, I see a, a car I can smoke cigars in and give no fucks. I just see a good time, right? That to me is I put on my golf pants, I light up a stogie, and I just drive around and not care about anything. I don't know why why that car makes me feel that way. I don't even I don't golf. know why, I don't I don't even know why you feel pants. that way. <laughs> but I, I feel like I could really enjoy myself in that car and immerse myself in the stupidity of it. Okay, why well, I, I can get behind that. Don't let I, us I, I stop you. Yeah, I, I should we do, buy it? Why not? Okay, why not? I haven't bought anything in three or four days. Here's okay. Here's the plan. Now I I've got to we've got to make sure Dave is not going to bid on this. Jerry already just laughed it off the suggestion that we would buy it. Right? That's what he was commenting on. I couldn't. We were talking about several he, different things, but it sounded he like laughed he laughed it off. But remember, I think a nine forty four was the first brand new Porsche he ever bought, which he owned for a short period of time before he bought a nine eleven. He bought that car because of this car. Oh, is that right? Yes, he saw Dave's and he said, "I want to get one too." Look at that, two guys, <laughs> two guys in the in the eighties Reagan yuppie more is better era trying to outdo each other with nine forty fours. Yes, yeah, there is it something quaint per- and silly and innocent about it, right? Yeah, yeah, because at that point Jerry really doesn't know that brand very well. Obviously, <laughs> they're both beginning to make money. <laughs> Dave is driving around in a rabbit <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure it's just got a stick shift, and that's that's bitching Spike. <laughs> Uh, you know, and this is the beginning of it. I think this is a very significant car. The wellspring. <laughs> the wellspring. The seminal, the beginning of... The uh, taproot. Uh, <laughs> the taproot? The taproot. The taproot of of the Letterman Seinfeld car collecting tree. Do you see what I mean? Yes. I'm so happy that we're having this conversation after the auction because if someone heard this now, they would be bidding against We must it. get the taproot vehicle. <laughs> this is the taproot car. We will get a special plate that says taproot. <laughs> and we will enjoy enjoy the hell out of this. Right? Touch my taproot, Spike. <laughs> What is a taproot? That's the root that everything starts from, dumbbell. Yeah, taproot. <laughs> dumbbell. dumbbell. I love it when you use Three Stooges language at me. It's my favorite thing. Dumbbell, you moron. <laughs> Blink, blink. We're going to have to get the Stooge sound effects in there for this. You'll have um, to tell the story of having lunch with with, Eka, with Larry Fine's wife. I did. That's a separate story. No, his Larry Fine's sister. Larry <laughs> from the Three Stooges. That's a completely <laughs> weird offshoot conversation. And she but yes. was married to the guy who made the noises. That's right. Can you imagine that invitation? How would you like to have lunch with Larry from the Three Stooges' sister? Who looks I just couldn't. like Larry. <laughs> Who looks just like Larry. When right. was this? When and where was that? This is back in New York. This is right, by the way, this is right around the time Dave is, is driving around in his Volkswagen Scirocco or whatever the hell right. he She was your taproot. She was my taproot. This is this is happening happening concurrently with this 944 Turbo, Zuckerman, because that is. It's 1986. Louise Fine, right? That huh? was her name? Louise yes. Fine. And it was 86 when that happened. There you go. It all comes back. 
If you, yeah, there's so many signposts here that we need to buy this car. <laughs> <laughs> the Larry Fine, the Three Stooges, the, tap this, roots, <laughs> tap roots, the whole deal. Anyway, you you brought up something interesting, and I want to get to bring a trailer, but I can. But there's so many interesting things that came up in this little conversation. One, this idea of buying back your old car, like that. That's hard to resist, I think, for anybody, right? I just did it. You're right. I did it. What, I mean, Randy, don't you think when you you grew up around a lot of Mercedes, right? Some Mercedes, right. all sorts of stuff. I'm, I'm just like the website, sort of schizophrenic, right. all over the place. You you have the ability, I think, to kind of let the website do do that thinking for you. But when when a car comes up that you used to own, don't you? Uh, what are you trying to buy back at that moment? My personal feeling is you're trying to buy happiness that you. F- that you believe you felt back at oh, that cool. time of the car, right? right? Yeah, carefree. You were driving around in whatever it was, VW Rabbit, or for me it was old Land Cruisers. I had right. a, my first car was an old Land Cruiser, so I, my second paycheck out of college was to go buy another one, just like I used to have, right, and try to try to get that dream back because mine were long gone. And it seems like Bring a Trailer plays that note a lot with cars, right? Is that something you were consciously doing, like kind of looking at cars that kind of played that note for buyers? Uh, they can be. I mean, certainly, you know, ones that – and people have found that and mentioned that on the site, right, in the comments. Like, oh, I used to have one just like this or mm-hmm. I've always been looking for one like this or this right. or I didn't drive one of these in high school. I drove a piece of junk rabbit or mm-hmm. Chevette and I always wanted one of these 940. Four turbos, so now I'm going. You know, so right. yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia that drives it. If you're if you're uh, not addicted to bring a trailer yet, you will uh, be now. You go to bringatrailer.com. You check in it with it probably as much as you check in with Huffington Post or, or anything you're checking all day long. And um, I had you on Car Matchmaker, right? We brought you on there because of because of my addiction to bring a trailer, and I wanted to know um, who who's the genius who's picking the cars, like like how is it curated? Tell everybody who's listening, because those who are listening are car guys, and half of them are addicted to your site. How do you guys, you know, come up with the cars of the week? Well, it's been uh, it's evolved quite a bit, you know. Right at the beginning, it was me on my laptop, you know. After hours, like in the middle of the night, my wife would be like, "Why are you on eBay at one in the morning?" You know, looking at Porsches or looking at, you know, trucks or things you're not going to buy or whatever. And that was just sort of my pastime, stemming from looking at classifieds when I was a little kid in in magazines and and the San Jose Mercury News. You know, that's <laughs> kind of what I did. Yeah, absolutely, car auto trader. Um, but now, I mean, it has exploded, obviously, and now we have a staff and, and uh, we have uh, guys that are curating the auction submissions, but we also have people that are out scouring interesting stuff because right. we, we do both. So you, yeah, so you have cars that are being auctioned or, and or sold elsewhere, and then you now have the Bring a Trailer auctions, right? Yeah, absolutely. The, the Bring a Trailer auctions have, have basically you know gone crazy, like, like wildfire. And, and how many grown. cars per week are you auctioning off? Now it's up to about... 120. No 120. Which is wow. unbelievable. You Think know, we, about we, all of those cuts he's getting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of cuts. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of cars. It started with, I mean, we, we didn't think anybody was going to buy into it or we, we weren't sure. So we actually seeded it in 2014 when we started the auctions with our own cars. Ooh. We went and bought six cars and <clears> we were like, nobody's going to trust us to do this with their own car, right? So let's put our own cars in it and see if it works. And uh, we learned a lot at the beginning, and it kind of worked, and they sold pretty well and, and got a bunch of press. And then people started saying, hey, I want my car in there, and then it went, it went nuts. So yeah, He's yeah, going to get a call from Jeff Bezos, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah, sure. At some point. Now you got. Now what? Do you take a percentage from the buyer and the seller? Is that? How uh, we works? take a small fee from the seller. <coughs> Every, everybody's got no. <laughs> <laughs> teeny small tiny. for you. You guys. Yeah. Uh, ninety nine bucks. It's ninety nine bucks to list a car for the. Seller. Oh, that's that's, that's not all bad that, at that's, all. That's all the seller. Much pays. more appealing than a hundred. But that's then, from but the then seller. we do take a percentage. <clears throat> we take a five percent fee from the buyer. It's still very Good. reasonable. Good. Very that's reasonable. Five less than an auction house. Yeah. Or right. if you consigned your car to a classic car place, but mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. you have all those viewers who who are there. What a great idea! And Fantastic. how do you and how do you arrange for cars to be delivered? So some guy in Iowa is is, is listing his pickup truck, and I buy it. How how does it work? I pay I pay you, and then how do I get my truck? Yeah, it's still a uh, sort of peer to peer transaction. So it's bought so, and sold, and the title and stuff goes between the winning bidder and the uh, and the seller. Uh, and we give people resources. We can refer to a trucking mm-hmm. company or an inspection service or uh, you know X Y Z whatever resource they need. But we don't go insert ourselves, or we don't go fly. Are you there, holding the money like around. an escrow company? Uh, the transaction actually goes from A to B as well. Follows the title, so uh. we just get the the uh, small percentage. Uh, and they uh, transact. So, you so winning them. Yes, exactly. It's, right. And uh, and actually, that five percent fee on the on the big dollar cars, six figure cars, which we actually you've probably seen on the site, are transacting like every week. We're we're transacting uh, the bigger cars now. Uh, it's actually capped at five thousand because we do everything via credit card. So Ooh, there you go. Uh, the percentage actually <coughs> diminishes. So if you're selling a three hundred k car and it, it's a five k <coughs> fee. You know, a little over one uh, percent. That's it. Yeah, that is exceedingly 1%. fair. That's yeah, too fair. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. not charging enough. <laughs> We've been told. What that. do you think he should charge, Zuckerman? Five uh, percent. What? Whatever it is, five percent. Right. And then he could have an escrow company. He could just keep <laughs> all the money. There's, I mean, there's a hundred permutations of, of of how to get of how to do it. But He's, I can't really tell him how to run his business. You've got good than, ideas, though. You want to come right, up and yeah, uh, consult on a uh, Friday in San wanna, Francisco. What I want to know is, do you ever have like a Glen Gary, Glen Ross moment where you're screaming at the curating department? I ask for cars, <laughs> and you give me shit. <laughs> no, they're they're uh, they do an amazing job. <clears throat> well, do you reject cars? That I think is the question. We do, we do, and so. That's always an interesting conversation, right? Because and, some and why people, would a car get rejected? Well, some people um, have prices in mind that are crazy, right? right. So, unfortunately, we don't. Uh, if you've ever been to a real auction, if you see fifteen cars go across and none of them sell, right? Not only is it not good for business, it's just sort of a, a dud, right? It's not a good environment. So, yeah, we have to um, talk to sellers and work with sellers and give them good data on what this what's realistic. Um, like this 944, if this guy walked in the door and said, hey, Letterman owned it, so it's worth a hundred and a half, we'd be like, <laughs> well, uh, it's a nice idea, yeah. but you're probably going to hang on to that one for a couple years, right? Right. So, um, but we, we come up with reasonable numbers, and as you see on the site, you know, um, there's plenty of folks that, that we come to agreement with, and, and 80% of the cars on BAT end up selling as a result. Wow. What do you, what is a reasonable number for a 944 Turbo Zuckerman with 56,000 miles I'm on it? I'm going to figure about 15 to 20. That's <clears> what yeah, that's what there. my that's what my estimate is. So what's the Letterman bump? Is there one? I don't okay. See, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I was genuinely thinking about that. Like is, would we be talking about it if it was just a Here's red a guy who owns a racing team who's got an yep. incredible collection of cars. He's he's a very significant collector in his own right. He just nobody knows what he's got, right? That well, some of us know, but he he doesn't put them out there. He doesn't take his cars to shows, but he makes great choices, right? I think there should be a Letterman bump. 
I think so. so I, I be... think there definitely should be a Letterman bump. He's one of those guys, right? He's Zuckerman, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking if I was like 30 years old and I'm at a bar like One Oak and I say to this girl, hey, you wouldn't believe it, but in the parking garage, <laughs> I got Dave Letterman's 944. Is it going to work? Is that is that no, working for me? <laughs> because the people at One Oak are not car collectors. <laughs> I don't even know what One Oak is. Is that where you're going these days? I heard somebody mention it. Is I that your move? Is that what you do? I, I'm just wondering if you're 30, is there a bump? Can you score? Can you score off of the Letterman connection? I got, I got Bieber's Lamborghini Aventador. You want to see it? Ice and then, Cube. Ice teas. Yeah, that sounds like predator behavior, Zuckerman. I didn't <laughs> that you're using hello. cars to lure girls out of bars. Oh, well, that's never that's never <laughs> happened in, in the history of man. But that it's 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 more ac- applicable to the Gooding auction, let's say. And Dave's Dave has a long history in in, in the automotive world, dude. He's he's racing Indy cars every week. I okay. think a guy like ten, a, okay, I'm going to say there's a ten percent. And by bump. the way, he's a, he's 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 very specific choice. I mean, I don't know about this one. This, you know, what this car is the equivalent of? It's the equivalent of Jerry's '88 911. Now, if we look at Jerry's collection progression from this '86, so he had that 944 right before they bought the nine the 911, the '88, right? I'm not going to say it's the same thing, it's, but it's, it's the Taproot car. That 88 911 is a fantastic car. This is more of, uh, as you said, I don't give a fuck kind of a car. I would, love to know, I would love to know what Dave bought right after this. A 911. I bet they both bought 911. He they, did. Oh, you're right. He of course. did. What's the, what's oh, wait, the he bought a white, black uh, 88. They both did. There you go. They both bought we those cars. It. You know, Jerry, uh, Dave has a white one that he still has, and Jerry's got the, the black, black one. one. Oh, wow. It's the natural progression from a 944 Turbo. So this naturally leads me to my next question, which is, where is Jerry's 944 Turbo? <laughs> where is that car? Where is that taproot car? And we could sell that back to Jerry. <laughs> if we could find it, we know we could sell it back to him for sure. Do you think Jerry has the, kept any records of that car? Because I think we could just find any. Why don't you just call his sister? Let's find out if his sister has it. And then we can scour the world for it. And then and see if then we hold can him chisel, hostage. chisel some money out of him. We could hold him hostage for that car. The Taproot car. It, it, he's going to hear – once we tell him about this conversation – He's going to lose his mind. We, first of all, we got to lock down this Letterman taproot car. That's the first thing. But well, then we can go for <clears throat> double tap roots. <laughs> double taps. <laughs> right. And I wonder what color Jerry's was. Do you, did, he, did he say? He never said that to me, or I, I, I don't recall if he did. Right. Mm, this is great. Wow. We're they were all something. red back then, weren't they? <clears throat> the vast majority of 944. Whites. Re- there are a lot of whites, blacks. I Reds, remember really white, desiring black, that car. That, burgundy, that, car, that car made Oof. me feel so less than in 1986. <laughs> I was driving a 79 Formula Firebird. That from, I was from Long Island. I thought I was the shit in my Formula Firebird, and then I moved to California and felt like a loser in my Firebird. Right. Yeah. Now why do you feel like a loser? Be, uh, all the other reasons in my life. <laughs> I was not a loser with the cop the other day. <laughs> oh, he, here we go. 
You gonna tell Randy that story? Don't don't corrupt Randy. Look, he's a good natured young man. You, I'm just gonna tell you really he, quick. And he has uh, he Zuckerman, never, Zuckerman gets into it with our police departments, our sheriffs, our CHP. He's got an authority problem. And I have nothing but respect for those guys. You know, I it it, it scares me what they have to do. They walk up to cars and then like a thug like Zuckerman's in there, and they have to you know they they're thinking maybe I'll get shot. In this case, I'm, they're gonna get yelled at. I didn't and he's going to get over. He's going to get over. Go I, ahead. Uh, go ahead and tell everybody what happened. Oh, okay, real quick. I, I was leaving the Chevron in Malibu the other night. It was dark, <laughs> and I was in this little hopped up one M that's got a chip in it, this and it, and it's got a special exhaust. And I pulled out very quickly from the parking lot and accelerated very fast up to the speed limit. Up, just up to the speed limit. I accelerated quickly. I got pulled over, and this very testosterone-filled cop came up to me. Was he portly, Zuckerman? No, he was he was puffy in that in that workout chest press kind of a way, and he said, looked down at me, what's your deal? And I just looked up at him because I don't know how to answer that fucking question. What am I going to say? Aces over kings, jokers are wild. And I'm just looking at him, and he says again, what's your deal? And I said, honestly, that's not an intelligible question. I don't know how to answer that. And then he says to me, He's, and I said, and why am I pulled over? I wasn't speeding. He says, you were driving like an asshole. And I said, that's very interesting. I don't know what code section that violates. But I would like, uh, when you're done giving me whatever ticket you're going to give me, to have your supervising <clears throat> officer down here to discuss how you're talking to me and how you called me an asshole. And then he says, I didn't call you an asshole. And I said, yes, I did. And I'm sure it's being recorded. He said, I said you were driving like an asshole. I Same difference, okay? <laughs> wait, Give wait, me. you're on his little button camera? Yeah, I, well, I think he had a button. So I said, same difference. You, you, I, you're driving like an asshole. You are an asshole. Same thing. And we're going to, and so I don't, just be prepared to be here for a couple hours discussing this with your supervisor. And then so said, you would have you were going to call his supervisor and have him come down. I you can do that. Oh hell yeah! <clears throat> oh hell yeah! All you have to do is request. I would like your yeah. supervisor to come. Yeah, down. I said let's be prepared to spend a couple hours discussing the the difference between you're an asshole and you drive like an asshole. <laughs> and and then he decided. But let me let me ask you, Zachary. Were you driving like an asshole? Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, of course I was, but that's not the point. That's not an offense. That's, that's right. That's not an offense. It's so not you weren't the... speeding. But you accelerated quickly, and you made a little bit of noise. Probably, yeah. Right. And 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 last I checked, there's no law against being an asshole. It's not in the. It's not in any of the books. So he then thought better of it and decided to apologize for his behavior and pat me on the shoulder and asked to tell me to have a good night. So he came back, came right back. Did he, did he take your license and your registration? And he all did that? for a, he, to do make a show. He said, "Well, I'm right. going to go to my car and be right back." I said, "Well, you do that." And, uh, <laughs> and oh my God, you're going to get shot! You're going to get shot. You one know day. what? And that would put an end to it. Thank God. Put, put <laughs> the sweet relief of death. Sweet release. <laughs> the sweet release of having to be me. It's very hard to be me and to have this kind of an approach to life. But he did. But I was. So you were pursuing death by cop in that moment in some way. Suicide by cop, they call it. Suicide, I just right. like to vanquish these guys. Okay. <laughs> if you want to give me a ticket, give me a ticket. But don't. Just don't lecture Someday me. Don't give me the what's your deal. Um, <clears throat> don't what's your deal. Deal is choice. I, I don't know how to answer stupid questions. Oh, Zuckerman. Wow. There are very few people that could pull that off. Uh, you're uh, probably the only person I would trust to do it.
because the lawyer just is like a it's like a smelly cheese it just comes right off of you just the way you're answering these questions the confidence this your knowledge of the law like I've been called an asshole by a cop. I've been punched in the face by a cop before. You deserved it. Too. I, I did. <laughs> I was in college. I was mouthing off, but I would just went. Okay, this is the way the world works. <laughs> I shouldn't put myself in these situations anymore because I'll get punched. And you, you just get over on this guy, and he ends up pretty much apologizing to you. Oh, okay. I, I also, did you get a ticket? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. I got a pat on the shoulder and, I was, and, a, and an apology. He apologized for his behavior and his attitude. <clears throat> well, we have nothing uh, but respect. Well, I do, and I know Randy does too. Nothing but respect for our law enforcement officers, especially those listening. We'll be right back with more Spikes Car Radio after this. Look, we get it. Guys don't like talking about their health, and they certainly don't like talking about issues with their manhood. But erectile dysfunction isn't something men should ignore. It's a check engine light that your body just flipped on to let you know, hey man, something's going on. That would be pretty helpful is to have that little light so you wouldn't get yourself into embarrassing situations. But when you're in one, lots of times, issues with performance are indicators of larger underlying health conditions. You can take that from me. But guys frequently just ignore it. That's why Roman built a way for guys to connect with a physician and start a dialogue in a safe, discreet environment. And if medication isn't right for you, we'll ship it right to your door the next day. ED isn't a condition that only affects old white dudes like Zuckerman. Over 52% of all men experience some form of ET. ET? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not erectile dysfunction. Over 52% of all men experience some form of ED. That's 20% of men in their 20s, 30% in their 30s, 40% in their 40s. And guys want to access medication, but you need a prescription. So many turn to shady online pharmacies that ship pills filled with printer ink and floor wax. You know, you don't want that stuff. In fact, 80% of all Viagra purchase online is counterfeit. Well, that explains my Saturday night, and uh, frequently it's shipped from Chinese, Canadian, and Indian pharmacies. Boys, boys, for the first time in history, Roman has built a platform that allows you to legally get ED medication through online telehealth. Roman handles everything from online diagnosis to prescription delivery. That means you can get medication shipped to your door without ever leaving your couch. All you need to do is a five-minute online visit. You answer a few questions about your medical history and let the physician know if you have a medication preference in your online visit. Within two hours, a U.S. licensed physician will review your treatment request and write a prescription if appropriate. The Roman Pharmacy Network will ship your medication for free in discreet packaging marked RHP and refill automatically every month or quarter. For $50 off your first month, visit GetRoman.com backslash Spike. That's GetRoman.com backslash Spike. What's it like for you watching games of your son coaching? Agonizing. It's a family affair on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast. You know, I didn't know there was actual work here. <laughs> Recent guests include Rich Eisen, John Harbaugh, Judge Judy, and John Madden. I thought one of the greatest jobs in coaching in the NFL was Jim's first year with the 49ers. Exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Get episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Great time to be a Wolverine. Okay, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. 
Sorry for all the numbers. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, welcome back to Spike's Car Radio. We're here with uh, Randy Nonnenberg from bringatrailer.com. Um, I got a ton of listener questions that we're going to get to in a second. The listeners are great. You know, you post about it, who's going to be on. And uh, bring a trailer, Randy Nonnenberg, they went nuts. They have a lot of questions. Uh, we'll get into it. Before we do, though, Zuckerman, not to make this too Zuckerman-centric today, but, you know, a year ago we were discussing uh, self-driving cars, and you licked your chops and you said, I, I, I can't wait for the accidents. And I doubted you. I thought, you know, these Silicon Valley people are, have this this tech figured out. No one's going to get hurt. In fact, roads are going to be safer because of it because self-driving cars don't smoke meth. They don't get angry. They don't uh, fight with cops like you. They just move from point A to point B in a reasonable speed. And then this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, I don't know if it was the weekend or the week before, one of these self-driving cars ran over a lady and killed her. And you... We're overjoyed. <laughs> okay, this news. I, I, have to, I have to correct you. You said to me a year ago, "Do you think this is going to hurt your business?" And I said, "No. This is. There's going to be more cases than ever." And I doubted and, you. And, and I you doubted, doubted you. me. And you said, "But technology." And I said, "Look, look." I said, "I'm going to tell you from what I worked on the Toyota cases that technology is not the, is not the answer. At least not at this point." And what we saw here, and, I, and it's it's tragic that somebody got killed. And imagine how few self-driving cars there are. There's there's one in, a, in a, an entire city, and it kills somebody already. There there wasn't only one, right? There was a fleet of them. Okay, they Volvo XC. What do you know anything about it? I haven't done my research this morning. I was late to work, but I thought they were a fleet of Volvo XC90s in one city in Phoenix, in Arizona. Phoenix, yeah. Where that's they, a, that's they, they you know, yeah. in Phoenix, it doesn't yeah. matter. No laws in Phoenix. You can do whatever you want. So everybody goes there to test their whatever stuff. Whatever it is. But who's the company that was testing it? It was an Uber car. Right. Oh, it was Uber. Yeah. Oh, it's Uber. Oh, it's Uber. Right. It's it's it's. <laughs> we're not ready for this. We are not ready to have people encountering self-driving vehicles. We're not. It's not the Jetsons. And and this is going to be, as I said to you, there's going to be so much litigation over any and anybody who is in a car that has a self-driving ability who has an accident is going to blame it on the car, even if that's true or not. It, it's just going to explode. Well, that's what I thought because there was a driver behind the wheel, right? I can't answer. I, I, I have not yeah, really we'll looked to... into this. We're going to have to look into it. Well, other than I just know that somebody died and somebody shouldn't have died. Well, they pulled all the cars. There's oh, no well, more. That's the right cars. answer. That's the right move. <laughs> There's no more self-driving cars. The whole thing's over at this point. But they pulled them all off the street. But uh... Do you see those driving around L.A. down here? Those are all over the place in San Francisco. Really? All sorts of cameras they are on. still? Well, like test cars, right? Yeah, they're, they're yeah. All these computers hooked up in there. They're driving, mapping the streets and figuring out, you know, how they can make them self-driving. But they went to Phoenix and San Francisco. I'd be surprised if they were I in use, LA too. I mean, for all of this stuff, I use my iPhone as a barometer. Is Does that thing work right yet? Is that making my calls? Is it doing what it's supposed to do? And no, it's not. So if you can't get my phone to work right, why are you putting these cars with robots on the road? I mean, they're going to glitch, right? And this is going to happen over and over again. Absolutely. Right. Uber, boy, they're really stepping in it. We're, we're at a pivotal moment here with Silicon Valley, with everything that's going on in the world, with Facebook and the rest of it. I, I think we're about to really turn on Silicon Valley in a big way. Do you feel that, Zuckerman? I, I feel it. 
that, that so all of this reasons. technology, all of this kind of lawless stupidity. You know, I'll tell you another one. It's a company I like, actually, but I can understand why people don't like them. Is Bird. Do you know what Bird did? Bird Bird is a scooter sharing app right. thing going here on right. here Shooting in Santa Monica on the west side, right? So they said, let's take a bunch of these battery-powered uh, scooters that are really cool called Birds. Let's just drop them all over Santa Monica and Brentwood and everywhere. And uh, you get a little app, and all you have to do is scan the scooter, and then you can take it and drive it and leave it wherever you have. So it's, it's, it's a ride-sharing thing like a bike. Except that, first of all, who who's going to want that scooter? Who's the who's the most attracted to it? Kids. Kids. Right. So, you know, what you've seen me skateboard, I skateboard, right? You go into the park, you got to wear a helmet, you got to wear all your pads. I, yesterday I'm I'm watching there are three kids on one of these no, no pads, no helmet in traffic. In traffic, yep. just racing across the street. I almost ran o- the next day, I almost run over a girl on a bird scooter who's like, "I'm on a scooter, I can run the stop sign." She just ran right through it at 40 miles an hour. This is another one, Zuckerman. And the people of Santa Monica are like, what is happening here? Like, out of nowhere, we've got morons on scooters <laughs> disobeying rules. And it turns out these guys didn't really – they just said, we'll just do this. They didn't really examine the laws and the, and the state laws and the city laws yeah. and can we just leave shit that people can drive wherever we want to leave it. They, this is the Silicon Valley mentality of we'll just go and do it. And, and they say, well, it works in Munich. Well, of course it works in Munich. The Germans they follow the rules, <laughs> right? They right. follow rules. Right. And I, and I joke about in, in my office, I joke about these companies and Elon Musk and I'm like we should just why don't we create an app called Fling and you go well what's Fling Fling is a giant catapult that that flings people to San Francisco over all the traffic you'll never be in a traffic jam again you just sit in the seat of Fling and we'll fling you to San Francisco you're gonna die when you land but you'll get there fast and let's just do it who cares let's do no test let's just do it that that's what i'm talking about with silicon valley if you look at it that way they're not as innovative as you think they're kind of evil hmm that's a, that's a, well that, that was a pretty what? big statement <laughs> they're evil I they, think are, they're, they're, I they're, think, they have complete disregard well for but they are they're the, they're the smartest people in the room so they so the rules don't apply to them right. and and so that is – and the rest of us are too stupid to understand what they're doing. So we just right. say, oh, they, those they are the hide, small they, – They hide behind innovation going, right. this is such a big innovation. <laughs> this is why you're going to be rich, Zuckerman. You're just – it's just everybody's prime to come into your office and, and, and make you a lot of money. There's no end to stupidity. <laughs> At the end of the day, when you, you combine ever more dangerous – Items with with the same baseline stupidity, I get more clients. It's not a problem. No, not for you. All right, I, I want to get to listener questions here. I've got to get get my app up here. I use Instagram to do that because, uh, frankly, I'm just done with the rest of it too. You know, Facebook falling apart, stock price tanking. I People know. aren't going to the Cam- pages anymore. Cambridge Analytics. They, Cambridge Analytica. Boy, did they screw that. Selling, uh, selling a pro. You don't, you don't take user data like that, do you, Randy? We and, don't. And, and and people's buying habits and inform their wives or anything. We do not. All right. It's all private. All right, gentlemen. Uh, first question up here. <clears throat> Where do you see the 964 market going in the next few years? This is just a general car question. I don't know. It's hard. It's it's kind of hard to predict that. Um, 
these cars are certainly up high right now, right? See, they're they're way up, right? Do you have an opinion, Randy? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot going on with those. You saw the auctions at Amelia Island. There's collections of all nine six four, and then the Petersons do an event around Lufkakul, which is nine six four. It's kind of interesting right. to see the, yeah. that that uh, that model become a little bit mainstream. That mm-hmm. was sort of a you know, if you know Porsches, you know what a nine sixty four is, sure. But if you like, you say if you go into the bar and say, hey, I got a nine sixty four parked up, people are like, what are you talking about? I don't even know right, what that right. is, right? But now they are. Uh, sought after and one of the uh, you know second to last air cooled and they kind of have a cool cool look to them and people people really like them so the the rare models within the 964 are uh, seeing a bunch of action you know RS's and stuff like that but even a you know a nice Carrera 2 with a manual with under 100k miles is very sought after I think that there I think that market will continue to go up because there were very few of them and they were not loved cars at the time the <coughs> nine, the, the, the mm-hmm. success of the 993 was loved so you just look around and you say oh my god a 93 Porsche bought about 2000 911s total of all different types into the US and that makes them really as you said hard to find low mile cars impossible mm-hmm. impossible so I think that market's strong they also have that modern classic thing happening right. for them, right? So they're viewed kind of as a classic car, but they drive like a modern car, well, which makes them. And they were extremely overbuilt, <clears throat> right? Very yeah. well, very well built, and very pure nine eleven DNA. Yes, you get in it. I you love just feel like love, you're in nine eleven. All right, Greg Stanley wants to know what is with the pink Geo Metro convertible online right now. <laughs> Randy's laughing. Are they lowering their standards? <laughs> that car sold yesterday. That that one got uh, some controversy around it, as you might imagine. So that's you know. <laughs> but that sounds that sounds exactly like sounds the type fun. of car well, you guys would have on we there. Feature, that's hilarious. We feature crazy stuff. We feature unusual stuff. The fact that he's wound up about it is part of the reason we feature it. I you think know? he's laughing about it. I yeah. sent you a car recently too, right? Uh, George Car. Carlin's daughter reached out to me about his uh, BMW. What co- what was it? A seven series? I wanted to eight, yeah eight circle back and say thanks for doing that. Right. You, uh, you she, called me up and said, "Hey, I, I know somebody that's got a car to sell." And uh, Kelly Carlin, I believe that's it was, right. reached that's out, right. and we had a phone conversation. She said, "I have uh, my dad's eight series BMW. It was that's an right. Eight okay. Series coupe. That's right. She asked us if we wanted to buy it. We couldn't quite figure out how to get that car sold. And then I went, well, wait, Randy, bring a trade. It's perfect. Because George Carlin, not really known for his car collecting, not like David Letterman, but this is his taproot car. <laughs> and, and so it's not really, and it's, but it's got that right kind of element of interesting and funny and weirdness that, that bring a trailer loves to immerse themselves in. Let's send it over there. And, and that car sold. Did she do okay? That car Car sold well. She was really excited. Oh, and good. She was, I mean, she was all over social and Twitter and like telling everybody and and <clears> before <throat> it went live and while it was live and and she was a very engaged seller. Which on BAT, you guys may have seen that right when the seller kind of reveals themselves and are cool and are are enthusiastic and are friendly. Really? Things go really well for them. So she was very present in the comments and the discussion. People people uh, listening to the podcast may know that there's sort of a discussion that happens. That's on right. The car. That's right. Um, and so when that goes really well, like people get. A, a ton of bid action because bidders are really confident. So on that car, yeah, that car sold for I think thirty two, thirty four grand, um, oh, and she was really happy with that. Yeah, and um, you know he took care of it. It was a clean one, and she took good <laughs> photos. And and uh, I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, I didn't know George Carlin was into cars or would drove this or or his daughter. It had a goofy license plate on it too. I can't... Funny with a ph. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's good. 
Yeah, it's always funny when you see it. I wouldn't expect George Carlin to be driving a BMW. Would not have expected that. What happens when a car sale goes wrong? So uh, so let's say a car isn't as represented, right? The seller is telling stories in the comments and everybody buys it and then it goes wrong. What happens? Um, you know, we work with the buyers and sellers. First of all, the, the listings, uh, the way we hedge against that, against 90% of that is the listings are really comprehensive, as you guys have seen, right? Yeah. It's like a couple hundred photos. It's uh, a discussion happening about the car. It's a very thorough discussion of the history and the papers and stuff. It's not, this isn't like Craigslist, two sentences no. and you're out sort of mystery. So No, in a lot of ways, the PPI, the pre-purchase inspection is done by the BMW 8 Series experts that are drawn to that and they start commenting on it and then the owner answering direct questions right in yep. the comments below yeah right so that's it's a very different sort of starting point mm -hmm. even just for any listing on bat but then yeah there's the discussion and but that that doesn't rule out the you know corner case where there's some weird scenario or uh it often comes up where honestly a seller doesn't really know what they have like the, like like a, a daughter who inherits mm -hmm. her dad's car or uh, somebody who hasn't had it long or, you know, who knows what. And if, if something like that happens, uh, obviously we get we get in touch and sort of advise and talk to the buyer and seller and try to come up with an amicable deal. But, but um, yeah, the, the most important thing is that people are upfront about what information there is and, um, and that we're there to assist. Got it. Uh, Zuckerman, someone wants to know, what car would you sell on Bring a Trailer from your collection? It's funny. Is I, I was just thinking about... <clears throat> Um, what's the most expensive car you've sold on Bring a Trailer? Uh, the most expensive one that has uh, transacted was a uh, Toyota 2000 GT. If wow, you're familiar okay. with those, it was 560000 Okay. Um, and we've had cars that have bid up a little bit above that and, and haven't met reserve, but that we've had several over, you know, three, four, five hundred k I was thinking, I was thinking about parting with my Monte Carlo RS, my 73 Carrera RS that that was a rally car, and I was it's a real RS. It's real a, oh, it's, a, RS? it's a real deal awesome. RS with real deal history. And I was thinking about as you were talking about the kind of background and photographs and and the kind of commentary. Uh, this might be the kind of car that would generate such interest because I have so many photos of it racing in the Monte Carlo Rally in the Tour de France, it, it, and it's such a cool-looking car. Uh, that could be a very interesting uh, uh, test case. Are you ready to be uh, active in the comment section and respond and politely? Respond politely to questions. I would. I, I might ask you for help. What if I some, might have to. Turn. What if somebody says, "What's your deal?" Yeah. What, what if, if they say, says, "What's, what's your the deal, deal with the, with the car?" <laughs> I don't go fuck yourself. <laughs> that wouldn't make it to the yeah. web, but, but uh, we can coach you through that. Yeah. We, can, we can help you through I that. I can get help. I'm a psychiatrist. I would guess that that you're in that way. You are like the soup Nazi. That people are going to try to prompt that response out of you from the from now on. Um, when you know a lot of people keep asking me well I, I can't answer that you will have already heard that podcast uh oh flat six sicko spike you have the most beautiful hair i've ever seen well thank you what kind of hair gel shampoo and conditioner do you use i want to know everything the entire routine this is a really good question don't you think <laughs> this is flat six sicko our buddy from new york who's moving out and yes. making moves right um I'll tell you when I see you at the Malibu Country Mart. You'll be disappointed. 
Uh, Garnier Fructis is my two-word answer. Um, bottom shelf I'm gel. joking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Would Brink Trailer consider making a separate site more like their older content of cars found for sale? 99 slash 100 listings on their site are auctions, and I understand and appreciate their business model, but I miss the old listings of cars found for sale across the world that weren't auctions. That's a good one. We, we hear that a fair amount, and that's why we still do that content. If you're watching BAT, you can subscribe to different sort of parts of the site, and we do still feature. We have a, a team of folks that are still writing up cars that are, you know, Craigslist finds and eBay finds and dealer-type stuff or auctions, other auctions. So that's important. That's in our DNA, and we don't want that to go away because that's kind of why we turned the whole thing on in the beginning, you know. So um, we wouldn't probably do a separate site for that. We kind of like the mix of everything together. So – uh, the plan is to keep going that way, but we still get submissions from readers. I mean, how Bring a Trailer really took off in 2009, 10, 11 was when the readers started saying, hey, I found this. Why don't you write it up, right? Mm-hmm. So people sending us uh, cars to feature is still something we really love. Um, so uh, we encourage the readers to do that. Are you guys th- – are there expansion plans? Are you going to start making content? What, what, yeah, he's smiling. See, there's, there's something going on, Zuckerman. This is one of these Silicon Valley guys right here. Right. This is right. He's, he's self-driving, <laughs> self-selling cars. <laughs> self-selling the self-selling, self-selling car. car. This car sells itself. <laughs> Just download the app and it'll sell. It'll sell. What? How does that even work? We got yeah, plenty of things. What in can the you hopper. tell us? Yeah, what's uh, in the hopper? What it, what do you have in development? Well, what Where's we're working on right go? now is there's there's so many people that want to list their car on this auction platform, right? Because we've the, the way we've developed bidding and the way we our audience has been, uh, you know, we curate the cars, but we've also sort of curated this audience that is really passionate about BAT. Like these guys in the comments are saying, like if we change something, they're they're up in arms and That's they're right, ready to right. engage yeah. on, which is great. That means they care and we're doing something that matters to them. So um, what we're working on is how to let more people sell uh, cars on BAT uh, and interesting car-related things uh, on BAT. Um, in a way that is compelling and it's not overwhelming. So we don't want to list a thousand things a week and panic everybody. We want to still pick the special stuff, uh, stuff that would appeal to you guys uh, and the and the listeners. And uh, the challenge is how to present that to them uh, without doing what the other uh, commenter mentioned. You know, setting up a bunch of different sites. We mm-hmm. love for it all to go through, just like we're talking about right now. Like you wake up, you don't. You skip Bloomberg and you go straight to BAT to see what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to keep everything going through that sort of narrow uh, entry point and then figure out uh, how much cool stuff we can put through there. I like that. Um, what's the biggest – I like this question. Cowboy Nick wants to know, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone starting a business? And then he misspelled business. <laughs> okay, the first thing is spell check there, Cowboy Nick. You want to spell check your questions. But what do you well, think? Well, for me, the biggest thing, I mean, I combined a, a hobby uh, passion and turned it into a business, right? I mean, I worked in the car business uh, before this. I always knew I wanted to do things in cars. But classic cars, like how do you do a business out of classic cars, right? right There's not right. that many models. Are you going to be a dealer? Are you going to you know, sell insurance? Are you I'm like, what are you going to do? Are you going to wrench on cars all day? Um, those are, you know, great options for some people, but some people just sort of like, how do you make a business out of this? So I was able to find a way to combine passion with, uh, with, uh, my nine to five. And, um, you guys have also done that and it's, it's, it's hard to find those, right? Most mm-hmm. people, you know, the slog of the nine to five and then Saturday, Sunday is when you get to do what you actually want to do. Right. So, 
um, zeroing in on what your passion is um, is something that I it really worked out for me. And what were um, you doing before while, while you were launching this thing? I, I got an engineering degree and thought I was going to go, you know, engineer fast cars and work for Porsche race teams and do different wow. sorts of stuff like that. And I was really into it and it was really fun. And then I, I uh, t- sort of took more of a uh, business tack within – I worked for uh, Audi and then BMW in North America and – uh, always knew I wanted to do, you know, German car stuff was sort of my dream. And I lived in Germany as a kid, and that's kind of where some of that comes from. So uh, I got to do that, and it was great. I had good things happening in that arena, but BAT sort of pulled up side by side, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, wow, and this could really go, off. so let's do it. What kind of cars are you looking for in Bring a Trailer? Mr. Warren wants to know. What are the cars you want to see more of that you're not getting enough of? There's some that are, uh, you know, the the unusual stuff like the, you know, the Carlin BMW or the Letterman 944 or the weird, you know, Geo Metro or the RS, you know, <laughs> one-off type stuff obviously does really well uh-huh. at auction. Auctions work best when it's a really – there's not another one coming the next day, right? Things go really nuts on the bidding. Um, but in terms of eras, we've sort of pushed the envelope, right? I mean, really early, early stuff back into the 30s, 40s, 50s. And then guys are selling, you know, Cayman GT4s on BAT now that are working really mm-hmm. well. So the, the variety is all over the map. So there's we consider uh, everything. But things where the uh, cars with an interesting ownership story and, uh, you know, great photos and, and uh, an interesting story to tell do really well. Here's an interesting one. What does he like on his burger? Alex wants to know. My in-and-out order is, uh, <laughs> you know, double-double, grilled onions, extra everything. So sort of the more the better. Lots of questions, too, about the one that got away. What is the one that got away? Uh, I, you know, there's a big poster of it on the wall at BAT, and I probably talk about it more than my staff cares to hear. But I, I had a, a 59 Silver 356A Coupe, Ooh. which was a, a car I bought off Craigslist for 14 grand and oh. was messy and whatever. And I spent however many years, three, four, or five years getting it right. Uh, but I needed some dough to quit oh. my day job and start BAT. So I, I actually consider that I traded that car for the BAT. I got, I got the BAT. Root the taproot so, car. There it is. Yeah, yeah but it was it a good trade. I'm fine. I'm fine with that one down the road. It brings us back full circle, but, but there it is. There's a thirst that's going to need to be quenched, and someday we're going to see that car up on your site. Sucking you're going to the taproot. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to suck on that taproot, my friend. You're going to buy it. You're going to pull it right off. <laughs> and at the end of, at the end of this, this auction, my last question since we're done here, and it's uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. Uh, let's just end it with the 944 Turbo S. How, how do uh, Zuckerman and I win this? Give us uh, give Well, us you a said tip. you're not going to bid against Letterman, so you got to suss out if he's going to bid, and if he's not going to bid. I'm going to find that out in a minute. I'll then find the that way out. to win on BAT is to have it open on your phone wherever you are. You don't have to be at home. You can be, you can be at the beach. You can be at the gym. You can be doing whatever you want. Uh, the bid interface on your phone will work great, and you are there at the end, and you... Decide whether you're going to be methodical and have a have a stopping point, or if you're just going to win. You're there so, to win. Uh, when, when, you you're, when you're high bidder and the auction time's over, doesn't the auction blow out for 10 more minutes? It extends, it? yeah. If you bid in the last two minutes, it, the clock resets to two minutes. So you won't run out of time. You may run out of money, but you won't run out of time, right? <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> you've got to just figure out what your number is and, and uh, be there at the end is the important We're gonna part. We're going to get that car. Well, we're out of time, my friend. Randy? So nice to see you again. Thank you for coming down here and doing Spikes Car Radio. Zuckerman, respect the police, please. Will I'll you? do better. I promise. Try and do better. I'll try. I'm sure there are a lot of officers out there who listen to you and love you. And, well, you know, 
there are going to be some that hear what you said today, and they're just going to shoot you right through the head next time. Clobber so. <laughs> me. <laughs> they're going to clobber you, punch you right in the head. Real quick before we go, here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. That's pretty weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True car isn't just for buying new cars with their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used and with true car users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before they're buying they're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with true car certified dealers when you're ready to buy a new or used car check out true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience some features not available in all states anyway this is spikes car radio we'll see you next week with another show bye thanks for listening to spikes car radio download new episodes every wednesday on the podcast one app or subscribe now at apple podcasts or podcast one.com